If you've just tuned in, you're listening to The Bridge on Metro FM, just in time for the top end of our conversation with our clinical psychologist, Anela Siswana, talking about male eating disorders. Anela, I mean, look, male eating disorders, you would, not, you would not pin it on a man to have an eating disorder. I think a lot of things we don't pin on men. We just assume that they're okay. Yep. How do we know that a man has an eating disorder? I think um, eating disorder is we're able to define it when there's a significant impact in a way that the eating disorder, the eating patterns of the person are not uh, deemed as, as normal. What are normal eating patterns? <laughs> so normal eating patterns would be one that it's normally without being conscious that what I eat would cause significant body impact in terms of weight gain uh-huh. or um, wanting to have this over-exaggerated sense of either weight loss or more weight gain. Uh-huh. So in a sense that like with bulimia and anorexia, with anorexia one would see themselves as overweight even when they are dangerous generously um, underweight. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the impact would be that one would starve themselves and not wanting to eat because mm. they want to maintain this distorted sense of body image. Similar to one who's struggling with mm-hmm. bulimia, that they would have this equant, uh, unusual kind of eating that um, is so much too beyond the norm because mm. um, there's a need for just eating for the sake of eating. Do men and women who suffer from eating disorders have similar triggers? Similar, yes. There isn't much that has been done in terms of differentiating, differentiating, particularly Mm -hmm. in South Africa because um, of the stigma that is attached to eating disorders. It is believed that it is uh, probably um, a disorder for white, predominantly um, affluent males, if it's uh, the case, and it's a a thing that is for middle-class people. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the stigma comes as a result that... um, people are reluctant to accept the diagnosis of eating disorders because both male and female. Both male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that requires a lot of um, psychoeducation about what exactly is um, associated with eating disorders and how one can be able to identify the symptoms that are associated with that. Now, zooming in and focusing just on men when it comes to treatment, what do you think the social factors are that make it harder for men to get help? One, predominantly I would say it's the social stigma that is attached that if you are a man, if with any kind of mental disorder, as mm-hmm. you may be aware that the assumption... Also, oh, an eating disorder is a mental disorder. It is a mental illness. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I just found that very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is a mental... Mm-hmm. We, we deem it under psychiatric disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That according to the DSM of what we use, it is a psychological problem, which according to the DSM, it is a psychiatric problem, Mm -hmm. which then it requires treatment from both this psychological part of it and the psychiatric part of it. Hence, we work hand in hand with psychiatrists. And one of the most effective hospitals probably in Johannesburg is Tara. Mm, Um, I've heard a lot about Tara. They specialize a lot in in eating disorders where they provide a lot of psychological and psychiatric intervention. But going back to your question, Mm -hmm. it's basically around stigma and misunderstanding that it is um, a a psychological or a mental disorder. While we're still on stigma, you just mentioned uh, Tara. Now, Tara is, um, it's it's a recovery center, um, it's what? What's that word for it? It's a um, 
a rehabilitation center, right? One may call the it stigma a around rehabilitation centers. Once a person says, I'm going to rehab to be rehabilitated, they associate it quickly to drugs. Yes. Do you think this may be one of the reasons why maybe it becomes a little bit harder for people to kind of wake up or accept the fact that or own confidently the fact that they might need to get rehabilitated? Because, I mean, rehabilitation is in different forms, right? Yes, it involves treatment, um, which is holistic in my nature. Because, mm. For instance, a Tara, it's not only getting rehabilitation is in a sense of it, but it, it involves um, seeing a psychologist mm-hmm. and to understand what could be the psychosocial factors that lead one to have had um, whatever kind of mental disorder. But in this case, what could have been potentially the triggers or factors around that could have led one to be diagnosed with, a, with, mm. a, with, a, with an eating disorder. Mm. Beyond than just the psychological part, there's also um, the, the importance of one having to undergo treatment Treatment to adhere that there mm. are educational groups that then in the end we're not only helping you to recover from the illness itself, but we're giving you and equipping you with tools of how to go about coping and understanding the disorder itself and living beyond than just the diagnosis of the disorder. Well, I mean, look, I was in a rehabilitation center as well, and it was taken totally out of context. And all of a sudden I was being rehabilitated for drugs when I was only being <laughs> Um, When I was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy, I was then being rehabilitated back into a normal life, having to live with this illness, having to now cope with this illness, understanding the medication, understanding this, understanding how it affects me. So that's why I'm asking the question around stigma. Now, coming back to more stigma, I'm just about a literally off track here. Um, Also in a uniquely South African context, how does a man cope with the stigma of HIV and AIDS as well? And it's totally off yeah. track from eating disorders. It's it's back, it goes back to if there's a lack of education and understanding mm-hmm. about what the illness is about or what it involves, mm-hmm. one would find it very difficult to accept and acknowledge it. So if if you can right after the diagnosis, ask your health practitioner to help you understand what is the illness, the implications of it, and how to go about living the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I think what people find it difficult to cope with this kind of any diagnosis is the implications of what the diagnosis means Mm, because it then mm. means a change of lifestyle. Mm. It then means being um, consistent with the medication. As we both know, I also suffer from temporal lobe epilepsy. Absolutely. Immediately after I had that, I've got a diagnosis of temporal lobe epilepsy. My world just shut down. Mm. So I had to find a way to find a therapist to help me through the acceptance of temporal epilepsy to understand what is this all about? And so in the end, it's about helping people understand that mental illness is not just the end of the world. It's just any kind of other illness that needs to be managed, either with medication at the same time, with psychotherapy, with a psychologist. Lastly, family and friends. Can they help in this situation? Yes, they can help, mm-hmm. particularly in managing the, the patterns of how one eats and actually giving feedback that now we may probably not be within the normal range of eating properly mm-hmm. and probably making sure that they provide the right diet and necessary support rather than teaching the person and actually saying all the derogative words, but actually helping them understand the implications of what they, they're doing to themselves. Never enough time in a day, but the little bit that we do have, we appreciate the education that is a clinical psychologist, Anela Siswana, discussing male eating disorders, support and all sorts of other health-related issues. It's 19 minutes after 11. This is The Bridge on Metro FM.